Yo, yo, yo. What's up? It's Chad. Alex, we're here talking about breaking it down. This life ain't for everybody. This episode's, you know, it's kind of the same thing that we've been doing. It's talking and just trying to figure out what's going on in our personal space and our communities and society and the world and government and current event type of situations in politics, in our schools, in our sporting events, everything that you can think of that we do in our lives. We're just trying to figure out if we're doing it right. Is there a right way to do it? Who's doing it with us? Who does it a different way? Can we see eye to eye? And we're and that's what we're doing today. We're talking about binging and the way people are getting their content and watching their TV and Netflix and all of these other streaming programs, music, television, game shows. It's just like, where did the old style world go? Were we ready to turn the page? Were we ready for this evolvement? Or were we ready for this transition from the way things are now to the way things we were used to in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s? It seems it just came so fast and it just keeps getting faster and faster. And if you're not making reels and you're not putting stories up and you're not getting enough likes, then you ain't doing shit. Well, we're talking about that today. We're going to continue these conversations. This is just a little bit of it. Um, it's going to be brought up again and again in future episodes of Breaking It down today's episode of the podcast is of course brought to you by the one and only tennessee sour mash whiskey the iconic the old number seven jack daniels enjoy it responsibly never ever allow underage drinking they have been our presenting title sponsor for three years now we just signed an extension we are honored and proud of that here is breaking it down with chad belding and alex crosby part of our this life ain't for everybody podcast family of brands brought to you again by the one and only jack daniels hope y'all enjoy do you see like the conversations, how many of them revolve around binge watching. Have you noticed this in your life? Yeah, and not, yeah. No, I'm being for real. Like every, like yesterday I had two conversations, one by a complete stranger that we met because we were in Phoenix. We got stranded in Phoenix on weather. So we had to sleep it over the overnight on our way back from Minneapolis. Driving or flying? Flying. And then had to fly back yesterday. Well, complete stranger conversation. And then a person that I knew last night when I got back, both conversations revert to what are you watching on and binging? And I guess it doesn't really start with binging, but it's like, have you seen this? And then the next sentence out of their mouth is, I watched all 12 episodes in a day and a half. <laughs> and I'm like, how much freaking time do you have on your hands? Yeah. Like how, like Eli today comes in or yesterday comes in and I got him busy as heck. And he goes, oh dude, you got to see this new four part documentary on, it was a football player from Notre Dame. Have you heard of this one where, he gets, he had a fake girlfriend the whole time in his college career when he was up for the Heisman. Teo, his name is. I remember and that he got catfished. He got by catfished. Somebody, but... Well, there's a whole documentary on it. And he goes, dude, I watched. And then Nick comes in this morning at 530. We meet in here to tune calls. First thing he says, dude, you got to watch that documentary. I, wa I couldn't sleep last night. I watched all four episodes. And the, I'm like. The, the catfish one? Him yeah, too? The catfish one. How can there be a documentary on that? Well, my point know. is, is there's a documentary on everything. And a lot of them are well done now. There's oh, yeah. a lot of good documentary film companies, which I give kudos to because I do enjoy a good documentary. My question though, and what I wanted to break down though, is this, this fad or whatever this fascination with binge watching is when we were kids, you'd have to wait seven full days to get the next episode. <laughs> and you had to be on time and you had to be on time. Yeah. There was no DVR. Yeah, no dude. If you were, if you had baseball practice and, and that show you wanted to watch was on, you were you were SOL. Some of them had a, uh, some of them had uh, reruns, but 
Yeah, usually you, if you missed it, you were yeah, done. Yeah, but reruns always came in syndication after right. a, way, a long ways down. Now, if you miss a UFC fight, if you miss the first fight in the UFC, you just go UFC 278 results, boom, it's up there hour yep. by hour. Oh, it's it's there in seconds, right? When that dude got knocked out last weekend, like all of a sudden there was like pictures all over online within like seconds of it happening. Like it's almost like I hate to say this, you don't even need to get to UFCs anymore. You just you, But you, I but I said the same thing, you don't even need to go to a concert anymore. I know. It's all ruined. It's all if you follow Guns N' Roses and you binge watch their stations or their channels or their platforms and you watch their stories. Or by that means if you follow Duff McKagan's wife Susan, the bass player, or his page, or Slash's page, or his girlfriend or wife, Megan Hodges, they ruin it all for you. Yeah. It's like here's Soundcheck in Missouri. Here's the first song. Here's the backdrop. Here's the graphics. Here's the video playing. It's like you, if you watch that stuff, you you're ruining Christmas. All you got to do is order a t-shirt online, dude. And you had the whole experience. Exactly. And that's not even considered vintage anymore. No. I got to stand in line and get it. Remember how many we bought in San Francisco? Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't buy enough GNR. You know, what's funny is I just, uh, not to change the, or whatever, but, um, I saw there's this, there's a tour going out that all of it is live streamed across the country. That, that never, you know, every once in a while, a band would, would what do you record, mean live stream. Like every, live, every stop is. Yeah. So they're, they're going to set up camp, probably, you know, a few cameras and the audio and yeah, you can watch, which seems crazy to me for a band to want to do that. But unless it's not for free, it did not say live stream for free. So maybe people are paying to see it live streamed. I don't know. Well, that, you have to pay to see it. Same as a concert ticket. So yeah, I, I guess. Who would do that, though? My question is, what kind of tour is it? Is it one stop? No. Because I could see it being one stop, and they're, then they're live streaming. And I've seen that done, especially during COVID. But to say that you're going to be have a full tour, and they're going to be in Nashville on September 5th, but on August 29th, you can live stream their St. Louis stop, it's going to be pretty much the same set list. Right. So I don't know what that means. Unless, unless it's... Uh... Is it a one-time thing? No, it was a tour, but I can't. I can't remember. You know, like the Grateful Dead changes their playlist every night when they play. You know, they do. Oh yeah, but like you said, most bands can't do that. Or you know, I don't know. I get like when I saw the Grateful Dead show that I saw, there was guys that had seen it in L.A. the night before and drove all the way to Frisco to watch it again. You know, and 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 then they were, oh man, the set last night. You know, when he opened up with you know, Casey Jones and, you know, so they were like groupies that were following along. So maybe I, I wish I could remember what band it was. I just quickly saw the flyer and saw, you know, right above the thing, you know, that it was, Do you think that they were notoriously famous for a following though, to where those deadheads went to every concert. So they had to start changing up because most bands don't have that groupie following or that deadhead quote unquote yeah. deadhead following. And they can play the same set list every night and not. Yeah. Because Guns N' Roses set list is almost the exact same every night. They might change up their encore. Right. They might change the flow or the the chronological order of a song. But usually, you know, it starts off with Night with Night Train and freaking Brownstone and just keeps going all the way through that set. Mm. But it's always the train at the beginning. You hear the whistle and that announces them on stage. I don't know what that, like that live stream deal. I don't know. Remember there was people doing, like filling up drive throughs to watch concerts during the pandemic. There was, there was things to where the stage would be way over here 
and Alan Jackson would be playing on this stage. And then all the cars were out watching the big screens of the live stream being done at a, like a drive through kind of deal, but they couldn't get close enough to the right. stage to make it worth it. I just tried everybody to find, was, was so far apart. I just tried to find that poster. I wonder if maybe they are doing something that makes sense. Maybe it's they're holding on to the COVID thing or something, or, or maybe it's just an option for people that are still worried about COVID. I tried to find the poster. I can't think, I can't remember what band it was, but on this, on this binging deal though, do you think it's an advantage to watch to like, let's take Ozarks. For example, I did get caught watch. I'd watch like two or three, one hour episodes at a time. Cause you get so caught up in the story, but do you, do you lose the story? If you used to have to wait a week, did we use, was there ever really TV done like this where there was an ongoing story of events because like you would watch what was like a 60 minute well, Sopranos law and what, order law and order. Oh, yeah. Sopranos wasn't even like a, uh, that was an ongoing story, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was once a week. One, and, and also huge gaps in between seasons, right? They huge would, gaps in between seasons. Right. And we got through it. Oh, the anticipation was some of the best part of it. You know Do what you I think, mean? Because that made for some great sets. We always had Soprano Sundays. Oh yeah. And that made for some great viewing parties and dinners, right? Well, and, uh, you know, like the, the cliffhanger effect, you know, where, you, you know, you don't quite know what's, you, you got an idea of what's going to happen. They'll end that, you know, there were some shows that were maybe better at it than the Sopranos, but the Sopranos always had you wanting to see that next episode, you know? Yeah. And I did, I didn't, I, I never binge watch really. I mean, I just, I guess I, I shouldn't say I don't have enough time, but I guess I just have other things that I do, but, um, I have, like you, you know, I've got caught up in certain shows that I could watch. I just started, uh, it's not a new show by any means, but it's on Netflix or something, that Alone series. Have you ever seen those where the the people have to survive in like crazy areas by themselves for long amounts of time? And I kind of got hung up on that uh, just because it was, they, dude, they put these people on this lake in somewhere in uh, British Columbia and there were tons of grizzly bears and black and like the first episode, uh, episode, a guy was getting stalked by a mountain lion and the, the it's half fake. Don't the world don't get me wrong. I know it's half fake, but the, the people have to film themselves. You know, there's no camera crew following them like bear grills and, and uh dude grabs his handy cam and turns it over and there's a lion like, you know, 30 yards away from him. And so it, that kind of hooked you, you know, hooked me in. It was like, wow, they What's really, this on? I think it was on Netflix. It's it's called Alone. They've done several seasons of it, but I remember the movie Alone. Yeah, that was a great movie, dude. Was Alone was that the soccer team? Yeah. When they got in the plane wreck in yeah. Chile, they, they you know, and it was a based on a true story where they I mean, cannibalized each other. Yeah, kind of like yeah. the honor party. Yeah, no, that was a was great. Was that the movie. Andes? I think so. Yeah, that's the Andes. Man, in the man. snow, remember and yeah, uh, yeah, dude, that was a crazy movie. Thinking about that right now. But so, I, but I would watch like two episodes at a time. I'm like, I, I don't want, I don't want to even sit on my couch for four hours at a time. You know what I mean? I just the binging deal is like everything that we do is like in gluttony. Yeah. The way like we talk about this phone bet that me and you haven't brought back up, but I'm doing my best not to get on my phone for the first hour, hour and a half of my day. And if I do, it's work. I don't want to scroll. Right you get caught sometimes scrolling through all of this shit and you're just like, what did it do for me? Some people say it's entertaining. Some people get a laugh out of it. And like, like the Hodge twins, like 
they got a big following and they deserve all the success that they're getting. I don't get it though. Like I, I was shown three clips yesterday in the airport and I did not giggle one time. So I'm wondering like, am I too much of a critic? Am I too hard to impress or am I just kind of ignorant to all of it because I don't want it. I don't want it to, it to be the way it is. Like, am I the one that is mad at the world because everybody's like, Oh, TikTok's so great. Well, I just saw a thing come out that we should all get rid of our TikTok accounts because the Chinese are watching every stroke we make on our phones. I don't have TikTok, but I've heard that before. We have one for the brand. Yeah, of course. But are we wasting our lives? Yes. In this binge world. And it doesn't have to be your phone. I mean, people are watching their TV like this now to where when couples are sitting down at night, they're what they're binging all of this content that's out there. TV's always been a big deal to me. I'm not going to sit back and go, I don't have time to watch TV. I hate when people say that. That's one of my pet peeves. I don't have time to watch TV. Bullshit. Yeah. Okay. We all watch TV once in a while. Of course. Um, but man, I know everything evolves and changes, but it just seems like this whole ideology of binging, it ruins it for me. Cause then you watch them all in two days and then you're like, well, what do I do now? Right. I don't have it to look forward to anymore. I don't have 13 weeks to look forward this to that letdown is the, you know, when I, when I rewatched all the Sopranos, uh, when it was over, then it was, it was, that was kind of like that letdown of not having, cause I don't, I'll be honest with you. I don't have cable anymore, right? but streaming kind of sucks. And, and all these other things kind of suck in a way because I used to like to go to the channel guide and, you know, surf through the channels and find something to watch. And it's almost, I'm not saying that you can't do that on these other platforms, but it's like, it's not the same to me. And I, and I don't see the same, like good shows that you, that I used to see on cable. You know what I mean? And like find new things to watch. It's always like you brought up earlier someone recommends something for you to watch. You know what I mean? There, there's not like that channel guide to surf through. And, you know, like I used to like the shows on the history channel. So I would go to the history channel. And if something, a title struck my, you know, interest, I would watch it. Now it's like you pan through a bunch of old movies. I, I'm, I guess I'm talking about Netflix right now. You know, you pan through a bunch of old movies and then you got their, you know, documentaries, which I like you I enjoy a good Some documentary. Of good. Some of them are good. There's a lot better documentaries on other platforms. Sure. But, you know, I just don't get the same experience that I used to get with cable TV. And so, you know, you got like Eli recommending a show to you. Say it is good. And you, like you said, you watch it all and then it's over. And then I find myself, I'm like, what now? You know, like, I don't have another show to watch or I'm going to watch an old movie. Well, which, isn't there a reason why Netflix has fallen off the face of the earth? They've lost like 40% of their stuff. Yeah, I, I, their, their profits are down. They're laying everybody off. They're hurting bad. And I think a lot of it's to do with a few reasons why. One, I remember a couple months ago, I got this thing like upgrade your service and it went way up high. And I'm like, no, I'm staying down here because Netflix sucks, really. Mm -hmm. There's not a ton on there. They don't get a lot of the old new movies, movies, updated movies. Yeah. They do some, like, like they'll have one for a month and then it'll be gone. And that's how they get new viewers in. Mm -hmm. They'll like go pay the rights for a big time blockbuster hit. And then people will be like, oh shit, I can see that Adam Sandler movie on there. He's got a few on there, but his big, biggest ones aren't on there. Right. But you go in there and try to find Top Gun or, or maybe that, that might be on there. I don't know. But a lot of the big movies you go and search on there are not there. Right. And then they get you on there though, by catfishing you in. 
and and then you're stuck. And then they're like, well, we're going to raise your prices every month. You get 300 million people paying 7.99 a month. Do the math. Oh yeah. So people able. started falling off big time because there's just not that much content. There's just not that much of a good experience, in my opinion, on Netflix. And I don't, I don't know Hulu. I don't know enough about Paramount. I don't know enough about Amazon or whatever it's called. Um, their streaming services to know if it's a good experience. I just know that if I go to my Apple TV and I want to watch any movie that I've ever thought of in my life, I can search it, find it, pay for it, and watch it right then and there. Yeah, that's like prime. Right then and there. And I don't know if, if Apple TV's, I haven't even investigated a ton of documentaries on there. I hate paying for them, dude. But the documentary whole deal, I don't mind paying for good movies. I mean, that's how the actors make their money. That's how those companies make their money. I don't care about them. No. <laughs> well, I know you don't, but... No, I know. But again, I, but again, you're right because you're... You, you go on there for the experience. And you're on there and you're like, oh, wow, that's a really... Like, I'm watching this one documentary. I've got, I got like halfway through the first episode i don't even know how many episodes there are but it's called i killed my dad or hashtag i killed my dad and it's this i, I love investigation stories investigative where the the homicide detectives are doing their thing and they're doing their part and they're doing all this stuff i'm intrigued by homicide investigation so i'm watching it but then i find myself to where if you don't watch the full episode okay this is me and I walk and I fall asleep or I'm, I got something that comes up or I have a phone call or whatever. I go back to watch it. And I'm like, I don't remember what happened. Then you got to start over. So then I'm like, I got to start <laughs> over and try to discipline myself to watch the whole thing through. And that's the problem with these mini series. And I guess that's why people start to binge them is that if you watch Ozarks and you wait four or five days in between episodes, there's so many freaking plot lines and twists and shit yep. going on like there was in The Sopranos, like there was in Boardwalk Empire. How did we keep it straight? How did we understand what Cousin Polly was doing and Vinny was doing and Big Puss was doing and Tony was doing and all the people? Then Steve Buscemi comes in as his cousin. And then you got, you know, all of these different plot twists going on on The Sopranos. How did we keep them all straight week to week? Saying elsewhere or law and order or sitcoms like cheers or Seinfeld, they were never continuations. Right. There might've been a to be continued. And then there would be, Oh, last week on, on this deal. And they do those previews or those, yeah, those reviews at the beginning, or is it a preview? It's a review. I think at the beginning of each episode of like Ozarks or something. And it says right on there, skip yeah, last review. or whatever. Yeah. Skip it. Because you're binging it. You don't need to watch it because you just watched the first seven of them, right? In the, in the last seven hours. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So is it like, do you have to binge them to keep, keep it straight? Because I forget a lot of the shit that's going on in them. Because there's so many plot twists going on. In the Ozarks, there was so many plot twists. Oh my God. I never watched Breaking Bad, but my brother says the same thing, that there was a lot of different shit going on. So you had, to, you had to watch them back to back to back, like they're a motion picture. Because they're like a continuation of the same story. Where when we were watching TV back in the day, a lot of them weren't. Was yeah. The Sopranos the first one like that? It's the first one I can think that of. That you can think of? Yeah. I mean, like you said, there were. I think there was other shows that had some two and three episode, you know, to be continued, you know, type things on ne next week on, you know. But The Sopranos, as far as, they were pretty true to a, I mean, they would have different stories going on, but, you know, they would have a run where, you needed to watch, you know, three or four episodes to to have it all straight, you know. What was the dude's name? Remember that moved up to the to Vermont, the uh, 
Johnny Cakes? Yeah, Johnny Cakes. Yeah. I mean, that was like three or four episode story unfolding while other stories were unfolding. Yeah, while everything was yeah. still going back in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a weird twist. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that. Johnny Cakes. <laughs> Johnny Cakes. Um, this is going to sound weird. This is, this might sound weird. I don't know if you're going to. And don't agree with me just to agree with me. We we grew up in such a badass time in the world, history of the world. We did. I'm talking about us being in our 40s right now. Yeah. People in our generation saw eight tracks and cassettes and vinyl and CDs and VHS and beta and DVDs and com- the, the, in, the personal computer coming in. We saw hair bands and the best time in music and country music in the late 80s and the early 90s. With the ha- I mean, I'm bragging about the time we tr- grew up. We grew up in a time of legacies, I think. Like, to this day, I still listen to 80s rock. And a little bit of even 90s rock. Live Wire, right, when I pulled I don't know if we're going to be doing that in 25 years with today's music. And even in the country music realm. Okay, I'm listening to Michael Jackson from 1982. I quit listening to freaking... I don't even know if I listen to any of the the pop music that's come out in the last two decades. I do like Bruno Mars, but I don't even know if he'll have a legacy to stick like Stevie Wonder did because it's so, here's why it's so in your face, pushed on you a lot. And a lot of the quality goes out because people are putting out songs like they're going out of style with this streaming stuff where it used to be like you put out an album a year, maybe now people are just dropping singles like they're going out of bat. And then that singles pushed on you. Then another single comes out and that singles pushed on you. Nobody's buying albums. Nobody's reading cliff notes or cover art or, or looking at all the, the album art or the, you know, the album notes inside the interior decoration or the lyrics or any of that stuff. It's all online. Now, my question to you is I will literally right now go back and watch every Sopranos episode again for the fifth time. I'll do it again this holiday, this fall, when I'm in camp or wherever, I'll start watching seasons of Sopranos. I don't think I could do, I don't, the, the, the TV that I'm watching these days doesn't hold true with me. Is that because my question to you, is that because I have a sentimental connection and fascination with my childhood and my upbringing and I'm so bullheaded and not upset or pissed off at the way things are now, but I'm not really jiving with it. I'm not really jiving with a lot of the infrastructure in our world right now. You know, what we've been talking about, everything that we've talked about on this podcast. Um, will we be watching The Sopranos 20 years from now? Does it hold true? Like we're watching The Godfather. And is that kind of art being made still to where we will watch Ozarks or Breaking Bad 20, 30 years from now and our kids will be watching it like our dads taught us about John Wayne movies and classics and stuff like that. Are there classics being made right now? Are there legacy catalogs of music being made right now that our grandchildren are going to be listening to? Like Alyssa's listening to Appetite for Destruction right now. That was made in 1986. And she's 11. She's born in 2010. And she's listening to the music I grew up on. Now, I'm not saying that it won't happen, but will it? Do you think that there's that kind of art being made right now? No. And And I... It's funny you brought this up. You've heard of Post Malone, I'm sure, the dude with all the tattoos and stuff on his oh, face. Yeah. So I like him. I was gonna say. So I caught, not when it happened, but you know, just a month or so ago, I caught his Nirvana uh, cover that he did with Travis uh, Barker from Blink One Eighty Two and a couple other people that I didn't know. 
and it was really good. So I'm like, dude, maybe this is a guy that, you know, is a legacy artist. And because everybody speaks very highly of him. So I had Jilly's little brother who's, you know, 20 years younger than me. I said, dude, let me, you know, show me, you know, you like Post Malone? He's, oh, I love him. He's like the best. I go to all these festivals and see him. I said, let me hear one, let me hear some of his stuff. He put it on. I, I couldn't even, I didn't even know it was the same guy. Like, I, I, I hated it. Like, Fit Zero, you know, uh, any, did not check any boxes for me. I so heard you're him saying do- his original stuff sucks, but his covers are cool. Dude, but yeah, I love his country cover. His country. That's what. And so that was one of the other things that I saw was he covered um, the good shit. He's paying homage. Yeah. And he was really good. Then I listened to his original stuff and it's, it's almost, it's like a, uh, what do they do? What's the voice thing? Uh, Where they machine it yeah. all through. It's like a voice, yeah. uh, you know, whatever they call that, like T-Pain does kind of a, a pop rap. Really? He does that kind of shit. Yeah. See, I only know Post Malone of like all the tribute memorial stuff I've seen him do on stage yeah. with, with different country acts or rock acts. He just did a country song and now I'm drawing a blank on what it is. And, and the, the country artists that originally did it, and it's a big one, I'm stupid for not knowing who it is, said he, he, did, he did that song better than I did it. Who? Uh, now I'm going to look it up because I can't think of it and ruining my story. Uh, but, you know, I, I said the same thing about hip-hop a long time ago, and I think we've discussed it on here. I don't think the, the hip-hop that's coming out today holds one candle to the stuff that we grew up on. Uh, Brad Paisley's uh, I'm Gonna Miss Her. And Brad, and you know, Brad Paisley's Brad Paisley, but he, for him to say that the dude does his song better than him is pretty cool. But the Nirvana thing, the Nirvana thing was just insane. One, one well, of the best. Yeah, I've seen that Nirvana one. And he, I think I, I'm, I, it's a great point because I've never listened to one original. I've never watched Post Malone. Like Post Malone did some Sirius XM shows with Dwight Yoakam. And he went on there and did some of the Dwight yeah. Yoakam hits with Dwight Yoakam. And it was and unreal. And but I've n- never once prompted me to go look up any of his original shit. And you wouldn't like, I, I just I'm going to go on a limb and say you wouldn't like it. It's, it's just, it's not, I don't know. I want to meet him and ask him like, what, why did he do all that to his face and stuff? Like what makes a person go, I'm going to tattoo my entire face. Now I'm not judging. I'm asking like what, that's our face. We only get one and to each their own. But, you remember the days like when you would apply for a job and you'd have to wear long sleeves if you had tattoos? Oh my How God, do you yeah. do it when you have... And again, he doesn't need to apply for jobs. They make like makeup for it. To cover up tattoos? You know what's funny about you? It's like you're reading my mind. I just saw a clip. There's a kid on Barstool Sports that interviews people. I don't know if you've ever seen him. His name's Caleb something, Parsley or something. Is he the blonde hair guy that asked Long him? hair. And he always like has the, the heavy set dude. Yeah, that eats the ice cream next to him. Was uh, Chase Rice on his show one time? I think so. But he had Post Malone on there, and Post Malone has always tired tattooed on his face. And the guy from Barstool goes, always tired. Whoa, <laughs> Siri heard us. They think we're playing Post Malone. He says, uh, always tired. He goes, always tired of being a Cowboys fan? It's <laughs> freaking hilarious, dude. Like, he's, he's funny if you never watch it. Is him, he the guy dude. with like, the white mullet and the white mustache? He yeah. asks like, really like, spitfire questions like yes. that, like that yeah, one yeah. right there. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. And he's, he has that big dude always eating an ice cream sundae next to him. I think we're him. thinking of somebody different. Oh, are you? I was thinking of um, the this guy, I think, went to high school with Chase Rice, actually. Yeah, Caleb Presley. Let uh, me see a shot of him. I'll show you. I don't want to pull a video up so it, so it uh, plays. Oh, I'll, well, here. 
That's him. That yeah. guy went to school with Chase Rice, I believe. Did he? The same high school, yes. Yeah, he's funny. That dude is funny. But, you know, going back to what you said, no, I, I don't think the TV is going to... They don't have a... Be honest now. I'm not looking for just somebody... Because no, I've, been, I've been going over this in my mind of like... I don't I I I when I was watching and I'm not cutting you off real quick. I was watching Ozarks and I liked it. But ever since it's been over and I saw the ending, I've never wanted to go back and watch it again. Sure. To see if I missed anything. We know how the Sopranos ends, but we And I, we and, and a lot of people it. weren't happy with it. No. But and maybe it wasn't the best way, but how the hell do you end a show? I mean, think about how much good TV came out in the Sopranos. The ending of Ozarks wasn't what everybody wanted it to be. Of I know. course you want Jason Bateman's family to go into a big shootout with the Mexican cartel and, and, and just get shot up and everybody die, whatever, right? right. Instead, the, 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 the best actress in the history of TV got killed. She was hilarious on that show. You don't know Rose. Um, but I want to watch The Sopranos again, and it's been off the air for 25 years. Mm-hmm. I don't even know when it went off. 96, 97, 98? What was Something the last like- season of Sopranos? You're right there. Shit, what year did Gondolfini die? Now we got dead silence while we're looking it up. It's all right. 99. 99 was it when he died? Oh, final episode, 2007. 99's when it started. Okay, so 2007. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, through college. Yeah, through college. I thought about that. No, college was over in 99. College? College was over in 99. Not me. Yeah, it, it didn't start in 99. I yeah. graduated ninety nine. I was watching, I was watching Sopranos way before ninety nine. Says ninety nine. No way. What? There is no freaking way. First episode January tenth, nineteen ninety nine. Final episode June tenth, two thousand seven. You were watching it when you were out of college. I'm trying to figure it out right now. It has to be. Was it really after college? Yeah, I guess it was. It had to be. Because I was, that's when we were all, yeah, that had to be, because. When did you graduate, 99? Yeah. So you probably started it your last year of college and watched it through the rest. But I agree, I mean. But I want to go back and watch it again. And there's nothing out right now that you'd double watch. Even, I love the Sons of Anarchy. And it was forgetful, right? You're like done with it. I don't need to watch it again. I tried to watch Breaking Bad, couldn't watch it. The Mayans was a spinoff of the Sons of Anarchy. I couldn't. I couldn't get into that. Um, dude, I grew up, you know, we, I watched the MASH, you know, reruns, and I would still watch them today. You know, there's a channel that plays them at like 3 in the morning if you can't sleep. I still watch them, and they're still relevant and funny. And, you know, that was a, that was a I don't know, no comedy drama based in Vietnam in the 1960s that we have no clue about. But that was a great show. Great show. And I would, you know, Cheers, I would watch again if I could it not, was somewhere. And I couldn't not, and I don't mean this, I mean, I, I'm not exaggerating, I couldn't name five sitcoms right now. I could not, that are no, on I TV right now. Could you? No. Could you name five sitcoms right now? I watched The Blacklist, which is really good. Never heard of it. I, I've heard of Blackish. No, the, bla- of Blacklist. the Blacklist is a... Uh, I could not name... Five sitcoms right now. What do you call the first 48? Obviously Drama. not a sitcom. It's the only TV I watch. It's the best TV there ever was. It's almost it's like I'm one. It's not a documentary per se, but what do you call it? Because it's real, it's, so it can't be a drama, right? It's just reality TV. There's no TV. script in it. It's just 100% yeah. cameras following homicide detectives. 
Do you ever watch the uh, homicide interviews on YouTube? No, are Same. they good? Really good. I don't, I, I don't ever clock into YouTube unless the only thing I ever look up on YouTube is old Guns N' Roses videos, videos, and, and that's like once a year. The documentaries, are not the documentaries, those murder investigation interviews, that's all they are is the interviews, and a guy discussing people's characteristics when they're being interviewed for like mass murder and stuff like that. They're they're pretty interesting, dude. They're like, they're right up your alley. Oh, I love that kind of shit, but I don't yeah. know if I'd ever. Is it on YouTube TV or just YouTube? No, just YouTube. Just you know, you just there's a you if you put that in the search thing, you'll see the main one will come up, and there's just tons of them on there. They're long because they're usually like the whole interview. You know, the cops interviewing. They're usually like, you know, psychopath. They're not just like the first forty eight. You know, random murder people. They're like people that commit mass murders and you know, school shooters and stuff. It's all those kind of people. They're, they're interesting, dude. Very interesting, but I don't binge watch them. I yeah, watch, right. I, I watch them like 10 minutes at a time or, you know, whatever. If I, but they're interesting. You can go away from them and come back and stuff. What is back to what you were saying though? You don't think that all have all this binging, all this, the way that people are saying, get your content this way. Got to have social media. You got to do this. You got to binge. You get all 13 episodes at one time. Are, are we just too nostalgic and, and sentimentally tied to our past? I'll, I'll give you a great one. <laughs> or are we, are we seeing just like waste of time right now? Waste of time. Uh, your, your friend, friends, and they're, and they're, it was great and entertaining. The Duck Dynasty guys, they literally blew up. Everyone thought they were like the next Jetsons or whatever. They're gone. No, nobody you, you would you ever watch those tv shows again do you do you never no i know some 10 year old kids that do yeah but i mean kid, there was the, no holding power there but the robertsons made a lot of money and right. it vaulted them into other things it did its job sure but, but no it was a reality tv but uh, in, in all fairness reality tv that is considered reality tv i would never go search the osbournes and watch those and that was the original besides the real uh, world, real right? world. I was gonna say, and the, the real, real world, world had what thirteen episodes, and their original stuff was was actually no, pretty it had good. thirteen seasons, seasons, not episodes, thirteen seasons, seasons right? Maybe even more. What about the uh, what about? But the, do we watch? Do we go back and watch any reality? Zero. TV? And and we all know people, that it's fake now. You think too, people right? watch Kardashians again and again? No. God, I'd hate myself if I did. No. So you got what, the Law and Order still on? What was the detective show when we were kids with uh, Andy Sipowitz? Barney Miller. Oh, Andy Sipowitz was uh, NYPD Blue. Was that it? I don't know. Who no. was Andy? Was he the guy, the short little guy? Yeah, the, remember the short ball head with the mustache? My dad loved that show. I don't think it was NYPD Blue. I'm going to look it up I mean, real there quick. was St. Elsewhere, Chicago. Uh, CSI got famous for a minute. Remember CSI? Then they did CSI oh, yeah. Miami. I remember NYPD Blue. It was I NYPD was Blue. Andy Sipowitz. Andy Sipowitz. That was a great show. He was an asshole in it, but so awesome. Uh, I love Caruso and in, in, in uh, CSI Miami. I don't think I ever watched that. But again, what's what's out there now that would hold the attention span like that used to? That that was another show that. Um, what was the UFO one? Um. God, everybody was into that one with uh um drawing a blank. But it was another one that everybody used to watch. UFO. X Files. Oh, X Files. Never watched one episode. I never really did either. But dude, it was a once a week show that everybody tuned into and watched. We're you know, like you said, I can't name five new ones. Maybe that's art. 
you know, are we at an age? Have you thought about it? If we're at that point in our life to where we don't pay attention to shit like that. Are we at the age where we're saying the music's too loud? No, not that. Cause I'll party. No, I'm I'll just go saying, to a concert. No, but I'm saying, you know, that mentality where like your, no, your parents didn't like want to hear the beastie I'm boys. I'm talking about like we're in our engaged years. Like we're engaged in shit. We're like business relationships, money, livelihood, retirement, setting ourselves up, taking care of our families, providing. So truly we don't have time for TV or enough TV? Not just don't have time for it, but don't put the wherewithal into it anymore that we did back in the day of like, oh, oh man, this really means something to me. Cause like, I don't collect baseball cards anymore. Shoot, I don't, you might I don't, get something there. I don't freak out on bands. Like even though, even though GNR is on tour right now and I could go see them when they're back in North America or go wherever they're at, I'm not that fired up about it. I saw, I was five years ago when they first came back, I saw it. It was cool, but it's kind of been ruined for me because I see it so much. It's shoved down my throat that, Every concert they're at, I could go and get snippets of. But it still doesn't take away the fact that I love listening to their music. But when I'm sitting around in my car now, I'm on the phone because of technology. I can get on a business call and talk all the way across the country or watch a pod or listen to a podcast if I choose instead of listening to music, which it used to be just talk radio and music. And I'll be, I'll be straight up. I didn't listen to much talk radio. I listened to some Rush Limbaugh and I listened to Stern early in the mornings before he went haywire. I won't listen to him ever again. I can't stand him or Robin anymore, but I still give him credit for being one of the greatest ever and probably the greatest radio tech personality of all time. Best interview of all time. Probably. Easily. Yeah. But I don't miss him. I'm not sitting in my car going, damn it. I, there was a time when like in 05, I remember when Stern got canceled on FM radio here, they, the FCC or whatever came in and shut him down again. And I was pissed. I remember talking to April Clark at Reno radio reps. This sucks. We lost Stern. And then they brought him back on 96.5 or something. Remember that? Yeah. And I was so excited. Now I'm just simply wondering if we're at a time in our lives to where that kind of shit doesn't mean anything anymore. And we do enjoy going to a concert once in a while. But concerts are even more of like business and going and bringing clients and, and friends and letting loose a little bit. Whereas before it was like, I wouldn't go camp out at a festival right now. No, I wouldn't, but I did go camp out at Talladega, but that was business. There was a lot of business wrapped into that. So I don't know. Like it's a weird phenomenon to me of like, are we at that point in our life to where you stop caring about TV and you're not crazy. You're not as crazy about bands. Like all these people are nuts about Morgan Wallen. And I think Morgan Wallen is awesome. I saw a show. I don't know if I need to see it again. And I think that his music is wearing off of me because it is pushed on us so much. It's just like everywhere you turn, it's like, he's here. He's there. He's, it used to be to where you have to go to warehouse records and tapes or Maravelli's and Park Lane mall and read about these people or go get hit parader magazine or circus magazine and read about these people or country weekly. Now it's like CMT, Instagram, TikTok is all music. Paid ads. Face, paid ads. Facebook is this. All these streaming services, Spotify, whatever they are, Pandora, Apple Music. It's all, they're just, they're everywhere. And then finally you're just like, I'm over it. It ain't holding true for me. Yeah. I don't know. I think, no, I think, I never really thought about it, but I think you're right. I think that 
we're at an age where we're focused on other things, right? You got you got a young daughter to go to volleyball games and go to basketball games and do this and do that. And you got businesses and, you know, it, it's more fun to, you know, have a few people over and, you know, drink some beers and swim around in the pool or cook dinner or do whatever than to make sure you're watching TV at 630 to catch the next episode of Sopranos. Whereas maybe when you're in your 20s, like we were, you know, that was an event, you know, having your friends over and watching an episode of The Sopranos was an event and you would watch it even without them. Same with Monday night, True. you know, wrestling, Monday night raw. And, you know, we used to make an event out of watching a TV show because it was cheap, you know, right? When you're in college or whatever, you could four or five friends could come over and watch wrestling for three hours on Monday night. And maybe you were drinking a beer, maybe you weren't, maybe you just watched the wrestling to hang out and you weren't, you know, paying eight bucks to go to the movie theater or anything like that. So yeah, maybe we just kind of outgrew it. But there's so many people around us that do what you talked about earlier. Oh my God, are you watching the, you know, whatever? I know, and it's always, it's always, no, I'm not. I haven't seen that. I know. I haven't heard of that. (laughs) Never. Like I had never heard of any of these documentaries they said. I never heard of the tail one. I had never heard of, but I guess that's what word of mouth means. Yeah. To let me know it's out there and it's good enough for these guys to, you know, option to us or give us their validation of like, hey, you should watch this, right? But I, I feel like that documentary is not going to do anything for me. I, I just don't feel like I'm interested and that's enough. The other thing is that people are like, you need to watch this. And then I get done with it. And I'm like, that was stupid. Just like, like I couldn't handle it. It was yeah. dumb. It was dumb. I couldn't, I can't get through 10 minutes of it. Did you, did you, like when you told me about Nacho Libre, or whatever that movie, I is, was going to bring that up. Like that's the Pretty, worst movie of all time. No, not even close. the like top three worst of all time. Did you watch Yellowstone? Not one second of one minute of one episode. So like, and everybody's like head over heels for it and wearing hats with that on there. And you know, shirts. I think and, it's done past. I think the last season ruined it for him from, I mean, I don't think a lot of people were happy with it. I don't know. Maybe it's going to, I don't know. Maybe. But I can't stand that Kevin Costner is getting away with that. Do you think they jumped the shark? Well, I think that he did. I mean, he hates guns and he hates shooter rights and he's not. But he shoots everyone in his TV show. And he kills everybody. Everybody's just dying with gun gunshots in the right. show. Let's make millions off of it. Well, how about the fact that he's he's playing a cowboy in Montana? That you you couldn't find a cowboy, a real cowboy in Montana that doesn't have a gun or twenty and doesn't support the Second Amendment. Exactly. Yeah, that's a different conversation we're not going to have right now. Oh, we can have it whenever. I know. I I think it's BS. I do too. I mean, Johnny Depp had a movie called The Gunman and then came out and talked against the Second Amendment. Right. The Gunman. It's crazy. Hollywood, I think, makes people nuts. I I think the same thing. I just saw an interview with one of the guys from 90210 about getting out of Hollywood and fame. And because he's like, "It's, it's all BS. And you're just, you just get stuck in this you know, washing machine of Hollywood and it probably screws up their brain and, or they got people telling them what to say too to try and keep their fame. You know what I mean? That could be part of it too. They're all nuts, man. There's very few that get out of there. I mean, even the, even the people that have went there that, that were once us, they go there and they, and it changes them. Yeah. I think like Blake Shelton is like, I don't even like he's a hunter. That's his girlfriend. Farmer. Yeah, no, because he lives in Hollywood right. now. He used to just be a country boy in Oklahoma. Yeah. Things I, change. Hey, I see I see friends that I have. Same thing happens to him, right? <clears throat> what? You, because of you hook influence? up with a girl and oh my gosh. <clears throat> she's a lib and all of a sudden you're not doing the things you used to do anymore. And oh god, man, I can't stand that. I can't either. How 
when people say you got there's somebody out there for me right you hear that all the time I found my person that's what they say if you're vetting and you and you have this image of who you want in your life the last thing I'm going to do is pick somebody that doesn't have the same common values as I do if you tell me that there's something wrong with gun ownership or killing an animal to eat it or any of the other things that I believe in. Can't hang with you. You're out the door. Exactly. Not even a second date. Right. It's not even a question. I'm the same. And then some of them try to hide it. Well, I'm not going to tell you who I voted for. Well, that just tells me right there that who you voted for. I know it's none of my business. I'm not saying that we all have to exploit it and share share it. But I want to be with somebody that has my same common values. I don't believe that I'm not saying that opposites don't attract, but I don't want to be with somebody that doesn't see eye to eye with me on things. How's that going to be to where we're sitting there having an intimate dinner or a conversation and I'm like, can you believe this shit that happened after this deal? And can you believe they did this in the voting? And they're like, well, you know, that's just the way it goes. And you, you know, I, I totally believe in storming the Capitol. And I'm like, no, you don't talk about shit like that. You don't believe in stuff like that, but they have every right to, right? Yeah. But we have every right not to be with them. So yes, to answer your question, nothing perturbs me more than when I see somebody changing who they are because they think they're in love with somebody. Right. It's the worst. It's the heavyweight champion of the world, dude. Yep. Never been beaten. Second, uh, f- closely followed by Jack Daniels. <laughs> Jack Daniels? Never been beaten. Never been beaten. You can't beat Jack Daniels. Kicked my ass again last night, Eric Church. <laughs> um. So anyway, I just, I don't know. I started, the way that we're living right now is... Can it revert back? No. No way? We can, are we going to have to move to a slowdown? I want to move to a slowdown. I, I, literally, it's weird. You're like reading my mind. I was going to say, we're living so fast right now. And it, it, yeah, I mean, unless you, unless you actively get away from it, which we don't live in all that big of a city, but we live in a big enough city that everything is controlled by your phone, your email, you know, you wouldn't know. Oh, we're half a million people. It's a big city. It is, yeah. I'm it, not saying it's a big yeah, It's not L.A., you know, but, well, but think, about, think about if you, if you lived in L.A., you wouldn't know if there was a concert happening, you know, 10 blocks away from you. If right. you, did, you know, I miss things here even in our town all the time because I just, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not on my phone, but it's like, I'm, I guess I'm not on it enough. You know, it's like, you know, I didn't know we were having, you know, the, the River Fest you know, the early part of I never May. do. Because because they don't advertise anywhere but here anymore on your phone. So if you if you aren't looking at the things that they're advertising on, you'll never know it. Right? Used to be the Reno News and Review, or you got the Reno Gazette Journal and the advertisements were there for You'd read them. I'd get one at a yeah. store every day. Yeah. To find out what was going on. Remember in well, you went to a different college, but it you know, you and R had the sagebrush and Literally, you know, the back page was what was going to happen that month. Yeah. And if you wanted to see a concert or you wanted to go to the river party or you, you know, it was all there and you got to see, and you know, so now if you don't catch the advertisement that they give you and we run into it with the, the charity events that we put on, it's like billboards and radio and, and things like that are, they're less effective, but your phone is way more expensive, right? So if you're not willing to pay for the advertising on there, just simply putting a post out there isn't going to reach what you need to reach. So now you're paying these guys to advertise and it's like missing me, right? I'm not the demographic for a lot of things, I guess, or I just don't do it enough. 
So it's like you miss it. So unless you get out of this fast world, so I'm like too slow to be in the fast world, but I live in a fast town. Like I, you, we would have to actively seek out a slower, you know, town. You, yeah, it, you're right. Cause I don't know one concert that's coming to Reno right now, except the one we have to, to go see kid rock in October, just cause I found out about that through inside sources before it really was announced. Right. But hey, let me stop you there. Cause have you noticed that the nugget thing, like, are they either not doing it or are we missing it? Have you been to any? Have there been any? Let me think before I answer that. You Toby were going to go to Toby, Toby, Toby Keith, but it canceled. So has there been one since and we just haven't heard about it and haven't gone? Oh, that's a good question. And we're almost at the end of summer. Because I know that Jen told me that Leonard Skinner was going to be there and because and and, I know some people with the band, but that's in September. So are there no other concerts there? I don't know. It's crazy. I really don't know. There's not one until October that I'm going to. Right. And I get like- Last I get, year we went to Hank, Kid, Kiss-, Kiss. Uh, Some people went to Tim McGraw when he fell off the stage or whatever. Well, he got drunk and yelled at everyone, right? Or something. Something happened with him, yeah. Or didn't they say it was not even him? And I and, and here's the thing is the the root of the conversation is also the the solution, right? We could Google Nugget concert series right now and it would come up. Yeah. But like I don't have that that wherewithal. I I'm not it doesn't hit my mind to go, man, I want to go see a con- and maybe back to what we when said. When we had our co- when we did a podcast on on your little fascination with st patrick's day we had mentioned the rapscallion yeah was it closed back then because you didn't say that in the podcast if you did i didn't pay I, attention. I, didn't, I didn't know either i didn't know it was closed no i was there we went after the airport yesterday we had to waste an hour because i wanted to pick up Alyssa and take her to volleyball so we picked her up went and wasted an hour before volleyball started hanging out we went to pj's i haven't been to pj's since Allie worked there probably when wade met Allie. you know that's where she used to manage no. or whatever i'm like What's that building with all the fences surrounding it right there? And Jen used to work at that salon, that salon beauty school down there. She used to manage that, right? So she knew everything in the area. She's like tour guide I me, mean, dude. I didn't know any of that stuff was going on down there. I had no idea anything on that Wales corridor. I didn't know Rapscallion closed down. I was literally telling Anna like, we need to go eat seafood at Rapscallion, and Jen's like, uh, it's closed. And then she's like, that's the building right there. And I'm like, no freaking way. I had no idea. She's like, it shut down in, pan- in the pandemic. You remember our, our friend Erica that she used to bartend at Santa Fe and then she went to, mm-hmm. uh, so she was at the Rapscallion. I remember Erica. Yeah. So we went to the Rapscallion one night. She was bartending there. And then I saw her at, um, she works at the Nugget at Anthony's Chop House. And it, I mean, in my mind, I thought she just got a new job. But yeah, they closed. They cl- Either they closed during the pandemic and never reopened or sometime during it or something like that. But yeah, they, they closed and they're never coming back, which is Barten- not bartending as a career. Do you think it's something that you're supposed to hang on to? Like the guy bartending at Louie's, I've seen him bartend at Coney. I've seen him bartend at other places. I'm not going to say any names. I was just at Louie's a couple weeks ago. I took Anna there for the first time. My cousin, Christy, Christy invited us. I wanted to eat sweetbreads. I'm like, oh, that bartender's here now. Didn't know that he wasn't at that bar anymore. But he's like in, close to 60. Like, is it something that you get into and you, it just takes a hold of you because it's fun and you love that life? Or is it supposed to be something that you do it when you're 21 through a couple, like when you're a college senior and you do it like right out when you're transitioning from college into your career? Or is it something that is a, so lucrative where I'm ending my question is, is it something that it's so lucrative 
it really is a strong career that you that you make enough money to keep doing it. Like, what is the fascination with continuing to be a bartender? Like you said, Erica, that's all I've ever known her as, right? Like she's got to be close to 40, 45, still bartending. Is it something to where you just get into it and you stay in it because the money's that good? Yeah, I mean, I think it, like anything in that service industry, dude, you know, you got career waitresses, career bartenders, career chefs, you know, it's just, you, you get into it, that's what you do. They do make good money. I mean, bartenders, you know, I think is a, it's probably a very fun, you know, depending on where you work. Right. You know, when you're young, you work at bars like Babinga and stuff like that, where it's loud and crazy and you're probably making two grand a night and tips and, you know, you go home and wring the liquor out of your socks like Tom Cruise on cocktail. And then, but you know, then look at like, uh, remember the guy that used to bartend at, um, the brew brothers. And then he was the, you know, Carano's personal bartender and they'd fly him around. And I mean, I know him you know, really well. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that, yeah, I mean, it's probably good money. And as long as you can handle doing it, you know, a lot of people probably burns them out pretty quick. I would think it burned me out. Like you'd, do a lot of them drink you think or do a lot of them have to stay away from it because when i'm in that atmosphere and everybody's having a good time and you're partying and like a lot of places have the rule that bartenders can't drink but a lot of them don't a lot of them and a lot of them don't abide by that rule anyway and i mean you got to be you got to as a manager and an owner you got to trust your bartenders because it's so easy to lose money without measuring every single shot that comes out of a glass and mixers and all that stuff so i don't know it just seems to me that it's a lifestyle that takes a hold of you yeah that service industry deal because am i an asshole for saying that like no. i'm th sitting here going like who the hell would want to be a waitress their whole life you know like our, our buddy frankie that he was a chef out of college and he'd tell you it, it was the greatest time of his life and it was the worst time of his life because you you know you, you you're up late uh, you know this is reno we're talking about if you live in a town that closes at nine o'clock we're not talking about that but you know places in reno and stuff like where you know, LA where people are going to have dinner at 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, the bartenders and the chefs and the way they're getting off at three o'clock in the morning by the time they close and clean up and go on, you know, and yeah, a lot of them cruise to the bar that's still open. You know, that's like tonic downtown was a, was known for a, a bartenders hangout because they were open all night long, you know, till eight o'clock in the morning or whatever. So those guys would get off work at two, three in the morning, go over there and have a drink or two or 10 or whatever. But yeah, Frankie was saying, dude, you need, never get any good sleep because by the time you get home, the sun's coming up and you know, you got to be back at, you know, one o'clock for prep. And it's just, it's crazy. You it's do a, it once in a while. I bartend once in a while, do you but, enjoy at, it? but at a place that closes it. Do you enjoy bar when you're there doing it? Is it enjoyable craft? Yeah. If you like to drink and well, can you drink when you're bartending? Well, no, I'm just saying like, if you, if you like to be around, you know, like I like hanging out in bars, dude. So to, to be a bartender, isn't as fun for me as being on the other side of the bar. Well, I know we've talked about that. Right. But it, but if, you know, if, if I got to put in a shift, I'm not upset about it. Most people that come to a bar are looking to have a good time. It's the same as selling ice cream, right? They're not going to be mad at the bartender, you know, food servers. If the food's not right, they get mad at the food server. You know, I guess if you poured a bad drink, but I mean, typically you don't pour a bad drink, you know, so people are there to have a good time. As long as you're not in a place where you're getting, the riffraff or people that are super hammered and then they're being dicks, you know, those, those, those nights and those things suck about it, but to sit, you know, serve three or four beers to a, a guy and, you know, have him tell his story or whatever, you know, it's, yeah, it's fun. Totally fun. And you, it is, there's good money in it, dude. I mean, especially bars that have gaming, 
people hit jackpots and tip the bartenders a thousand bucks. Few and you know? far between. Pretty few. And, well, it depends where tips. you work. It all depends where you work. But but isn't it minimum wage? Make tip. Don't you have to be at like a badass bar with constant personnel coming in or clientele coming in? Oh yeah, with a complete turnaround of yeah, just like 100%. I mean, you look at a bar out in this valley. Let's just take this. Let's not tell anybody where we're sitting. There ain't no way you got a high end clientele that you're getting no. big tips, right? No, I wouldn't work out here for sure. But same with you know, you think you know you're thinking about the the bartenders that are in the casinos are doing really well. The bartenders at popular restaurants are doing really well. Now it's busy work too, man. You're you're hustling. You know, like you said, the bartender at Louis on a Friday, Saturday nights, that's five hundred bucks both nights, guaranteed. Maybe more. Really? And they don't have I think they might have gaming, but that's they're just they're packing them in, dude. Yeah, it, it adds up quick, man. I mean, you know, obviously Jilly's a bartender, waitress, rent you know, restaurant tour. Well, that's why you're with her. She's your yeah. sugar mama. Yeah, she rakes, dude. I mean it just but it's it shit. She works sixteen hours a day too. Different, you know, different story. She's she's an owner, but you know, I think a lot of bartenders work long hours too. You know, if they pick up the right shifts, and that's the other thing that sucks is it's the night shift. You know that every weekend nights is what everybody wants. That's when you make money, and then you don't get to have a life yourself. And you don't get to have a life. So that's when you got to go two in the morning to the bar to the other out. bars, dude. Yeah. So and it's then you're it sleeping is sleeping all day on Saturday. It's a tough life, man. And then going back to work Sunday. But think about, you know, if you're at one of those bars downtown after one of those concerts gets out, dude, they're, you know, they're making money. See, I don't know this. Fist. Like what you just said, I don't know anywhere to go. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm out of the loop to a degree too, but shoot, I went to shenanigans last Friday, which is just a little see, neighborhood bar. Oh, I didn't even tell you that. We've had conversations on here about that place in that area. When we, I said we went to PJ's yesterday. Well, when we got picked up for the airport, I, I, she's like, all right, we got an hour and so much time since volleyball. Let's head this way. I said, all right, go down there, pass that light and take it right. She's like, where are we going? I'm like, oh, this little bar called Scruples. We'll just go in and get a Coke and watch some TV and, and hang out and play cards with Alyssa. It's gone. Gone. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. Dottie's now. Shenanigans was still there. Shenanigans is there, yeah. Scruples has been Scruples closed for a long time. How long? 10 years, probably. There's no way. Oh, yeah. There is no freaking way. How much you want to bet? See, I'm so out of the loop, dude. I had no idea. I literally said, all right, take it right in here and it's way back in the corner over here. We go back there and I'm like, Keep you, going, maybe it's around. You thought you were gonna get some dime chicken wings? Yeah, and, uh, some dime uh, chicken wings. Remember the manhole cover pizza, dude? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. We used to love that, but I don't know why that place didn't make it. Gone. I had no idea. They used to have concerts. The shenanigans there. any good? Oh yeah, I just went there Friday, last Friday, with your brother. Like what? Is it good for a, a Irish beer, or is it good for food, or what? I've been there Both. for food, and it's been all right. I don't know if it's. I mean, they got bar food, but they have a bunch of beers on tap. It's just a cool, low key. It's an adult bar. You know what I mean? Like. You're not you're not going there to rage and party and do all that. You know you're gonna us forty year old guys are gonna be the youngest guys there. But I like those bars. You know, right? I don't want to go to Doc Holidays and you know take shots at Jaeger or any of that stuff anymore. But that's another bar that the bartenders do well. Um, what? Who owned that place? I remember his uh... Shenanigans? Yeah, I remember meeting him one time. Wonder what he wonder why he closed he, that down. He used that had to, to be own, a money maker. Oh with no, all scruples, the game. scruples, scruples. I mean, yeah, I, I can picture that guy's face, but I can't. Uh, I can't picture who he, or his name. He had several bars, and he was big. He was a uh, he was involved with UNR. Remember, they used to do that shuttle up to the UNR games. You could go to Scruples and have breakfast, and then catch a shuttle up yeah. to the to the football games. Yeah. Um, maybe it hasn't been closed ten years. That's, I bet you it has, though. Yeah, it has. I bet. Wow. I'm so ignorant to this place, dude. I had no idea. That was a good bar, though. 
All right, we're going to continue this conversation. Binging content. Are we making any good shows anymore that we're going to remember 20 years from now? Are we living in fast forward too much? Has somebody sped up the hands of time? It seems like they have, but I remember my dad saying it flies by. It does. It's weird. It's weird how fast it flies. You, I literally just looked at my, and I'm not bullshitting. I go by this little calendar deal on your phone, you know? It was just August 4th. For some <laughs> reason, I'm like, how did it get to be the 23rd? And I'm I like, know. well, I was here since then. I was here since then. I was here since then. And bam, here we are going into September already. Dove season next week. Blue wing teal season. Hunting season's here. Are you going to do any hunting at all? Sighted in rifles on Saturday, bud. You have a tag? Or are you just going coyote hunting? No, no, coyote hunting. My brother has a tag. Deer? Yeah. You going to help him? Yep. Take what Nick you, does? I'm going to Hagerman Farms with you. What am I going to do any hunting? I talked to John Shaw last week. Hey, Sonny. <laughs> hey, Sonny. <laughs> What's up, John? That's breaking it down. Chad and Alex, this life ain't for everybody. Thank you, Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never, ever allow underage drinking. We truly appreciate Jack Daniels, Lynchburg, Tennessee, for being the presenting sponsor of This Life Ain't for Everybody in the Breaking It Down series. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends and family at The Loud American. Check them out when you're in Sturgis, The Loud American Bar and Grill. Thank you to Clint, his entire family, his crew, his employees, the hospitality, Sturgis, South Dakota. Can't wait to get back for the 2023 rally. You heard Alex Crosby say it here himself. He's coming next year. I can't wait. Thank you to The Loud American. Today's episode of This Life Ain't For Everybody, Breaking It Down series is also brought to you by the one and only Jack Links. We have some bags of it in here right now. Jack Links protein snacks, jerky, the nuggets, the sticks, all of the cold craft. It's fresh. It's out of the box thinking. The packaging is updated. It's an unbelievable product. We're truly honored to be part of the Jack Links legacy and family. Thank you to Troy. Thank you to Hunter. Thank you to Adam. Thank you to everybody that keeps the wheels spinning at Jack Links. Check them out wherever you're at there at retail all over the world. Jack Links, the official cold snacks and protein snacks of the foul life and this life ain't for everybody. I'm Chad Belling for Alex Crosby. Thank you all for being here. We're leaving you. This is Brent Cobb. Morning's going to come. Ooh.